Hey, it's your friend Hillary and welcome to the Bounce Back Better podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration and empowerment. So are you ready to step outside of your comfort zone to challenge the norms and achieve extraordinary things? If you are, you're in the right place. Each week, I'll either unpack stories of other incredible women just like you who dare to dream big and turn those dreams into reality, or I'll have a topic that will leave you wanting to take action. I'm here to fuel your ambition, ignite your passion, and push you to reach the heights you never thought possible. So whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, nurturing a family, or chasing a personal dream, this podcast is your guide to getting you to achieve what it is you want in life. So grab your headphones, take a deep breath, and let's go, because we don't just dream it, we have to do it. It's time, ladies, to embrace your power and bounce back better together. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness, today we are talking weight loss and this just cracks me up because as I was researching for it, I found a book I started writing many years ago before I moved to Australia. So I'm thinking about 20 years ago, I wrote this book and I just started laughing. So I was coming up with the the way I'd structure the podcast because I spent a little bit of time on them. And then I thought, what happened to that book that I wrote? And I just searched it on my laptop and found it. So are you ready? It's called Fat Farm Chick. Because I don't know if, how much you know about me, but I used to weigh around 100 kilos. So I was a bit of a chunkster. And I remember after I lost the weight and I worked in the weight loss industry for a long time, I came up with a, with a book name called Fat Farm Chick because I thought like three wines and it's kind of a catchy name. You're like, what? You could probably take a look at it. And after working with people for many years, I realized that there were types because it's not about being overweight is not really so much about the eating. It's the why of the eating and the person that you become in that journey. So I came up with four types of people. And this is after working in a, when I was working as a personal trainer and I specialized a lot in weight loss with women who had their styles. And I'm going to unpack that today because it's just so funny. And so as I've scrolled through this book, which has over 30,000 words, I've spent a bit of time on it, obviously, way back then and never did anything with it, but perhaps I will. And I know that Jacqueline, if you're listening to this, she'll be like, right, we need to get that done because you're such a go-getter. But it's hilarious. So the the four types of people I came up with for in the fat farm chip, and this is with working with a lot of people, were the angry fatty. The, the wannabe, the yo-yo, and the committer. And these are the names that are written in there, and they've all got their own chapter. How funny is this? But anyway, let's talk about weight loss because, God, it's just one of those things, isn't it, as women that we blimmin' deal with. And trust me, the older we get, the blimmin' harder it is to lose it. And you think that all the time. You think, crikey, when I hit 30, it got harder. And then you get to 40, you think, oh, gosh, as, as I've hit 40, it's got harder. Holy heck, put a fire in front, front of your name and see how difficult it is. That's my coffee machine in the background turning itself off. So that's if you can hear it. I'm actually recording in a different space today, so it might sound a little bit different, but I just wanted to have a bit of a change. Anyway, so where are you when it comes to your body? How do you feel about it? Are you one of those people that you don't really care too much? Or are you one of those people that needs to lose weight for because you want to, for your own reasons, to look better? Or do you need to do something about your weight because of your health is that becomes something that you need to deal with you know what is what is your reason you want to lose weight or you're like me just have that blimmin last two kilos that sits there 
which is, you know, now three kilos. It just grows, doesn't it? As you get older, it starts off as one kilo going over and because I have a set weight. The thing with weight loss, actually, let's, let's unpack this. Uh, I'm a nutritionist as well, but the thing with weight loss is your body finds a set weight and it'll stay there. And you might fluctuate up a little bit, but it goes back to that set weight. And what happens, and let's use the Christmas period as a fabulous example. What happens is when we put on that couple of kilos or maybe we went on holiday or whatever it is, sometimes we put on a kilo or two. If we don't lose that within about three months, it becomes our new set weight. So that kilo for me at Christmas this year, and what are we hitting? March, crikey, I'm running out of days to get it off or it's going to be my new set weight and I've creeped up another kilo. And interestingly enough, I brought it up with my doctor this week. I had to go and see her about some other thing. And I said, what? Like, what is it with the weight thing? And she just goes, well, because you're a year older. She just said, she basically said, stop it. And I laughed to myself. I've got the best doctor in the world. She's just an absolute delight. And I love visiting her. Believe it or not, crack it's one of those people. I've never said that in my life, but she's just so awesome. So let's talk about who are you? The angry fatty, the wannabe, the yo-yo, the committer. The angry fatty is, you. if you look through your life, you've probably come across these people. You know the people that are overweight and they're angry about it and they just they become like a sergeant major and you can tell it becomes like a chip on their shoulder. Do you know one of them? Are you one of them? Because we don't want to be that person and if we are that person, we need to do something about it. Are you the wannabe? You really want to lose weight? You, you feel like you do everything you can and often life just throws you so many things that you become last or you allow yourself to become last. So you really want to do it, but you just don't commit to doing it. You might commit for a couple of days and then you go back to bad habits. Crikey, I might have slipped back into her if I think about it. What about the yo-yo? You lose weight, you put it on. You lose weight, you put it on. Oh my goodness, this reminds me. I remember having worked in this industry for so long with people, what did infuriate me was when you meet someone who's lost weight and they think that their way of losing weight is the only way of losing weight, which I'm going to unpack this in, in this podcast because it's not. We all have our own way. And they rant on about it and they try and sell themselves and be someone's life coach. And, you know, I remember this happened to me and it was somebody who was in a completely different industry and she was ranting on and telling me how to do it. God, that infuriates me as well. And then, um, what does infuriate? It just winds me up. And then, Within six months, they're back to where they were, and you just can't say anything. You just think, oh, God, what happened to your amazing success story that you were ranting about forever? On, my, on the inside, I'm like, see, told you. But anyway, the wannabe, I mean, the yo yo, up, down, up, down. Or are you the committer? Oh my goodness, the committer. The person who's committed to their health, the person who prioritizes and the importance of eating well and prioritize exercise and all of the things that we need to do. So are you, are you which of those? The angry fatty? Carry a bit of weight? You have a bit of a chip on your shoulder? Want to get rid of it? Do nothing about it? And hate people that do look good? You're that person? You the wannabe. You really want to, but you just don't prioritize yourself. And you buy the right things and have them ready, but you just don't stick with it. Rather the yo-yo, you're up, back, up, back. You know, three months looking good, three months looking bad. We'll lose a lot, put most of it back on, or you're the committer, you're there, you're done. Well, they are all the people in this book. Oh my goodness, it is so funny. When I scroll through and read bits of it, sometimes I crack myself up at my own writing with the stuff I've written. 
I'm actually going to print the whole thing out and have a read of it this weekend because it's hilarious. Anyway, so we all have our own journey. And as we get older, it becomes more and more challenging. And so, you, you know, mine, I was very big for in my earlier years and I lost weight and I learned how to keep it off. And that's when I became committed, committed to exercise and committed to health. I remember going to family Christmas and, you know, something bad would come out. And it's not that I don't eat bad food, trust me. And I drink enough wine to, you know, support the local wineries. But I would just, Christmas morning, I would get up and be the only person exercising. Then, you know, I'd go for a walk around the block or do something, go for a jog. Probably in my earlier days, I don't really jog anymore. My knees hurt too much. I'd caught pump for 20 years. That sorted them out. But I would prioritize exercise. And then even the days leading up, say I was at my parents, someone would bring out some food. Would you like chocolate? Would you like this? And I'd be, oh, no, I'm okay. Thanks. And I'd say no a lot because in my head, I'd think, do I really want that? No, not really. I've tasted chocolate before. Yeah, it's nice. But, you know, I'd rather feeling slim feels better than eating a chocolate. You know, that would be the feeling I would ask myself. Which feeling do you want, Hillary? Uh, because I know the feeling of being overweight because I've been that big. So, you know, that that book sort of was probably my measure in my head at the time. And then being able to do that set myself up with habits forever. So what about you? How do you feel? Let's go to now because that was my earlier days. But from there, I just want to congratulate myself and anyone who's done it. When you've managed to keep weight off for a long, long time, and I'm talking, you know, well over 35 kilos, that's something that you should be proud of because that means you are committed. You are the committer. So let's now think about you right now. How are you? How are you with your body? Do you think about, oh God, I do want to lose weight. Are you a wannabe? And you'd start for a wee bit because I think a lot of us get caught there. I think we're more caught in that than the yo-yo these days. We want to, but we really don't do something about it because we get a bit, I don't know, get a bit lapsy-daisy, get a bit slack. Is that potentially you? Well, when it comes to weight loss, and I'm just writing down something because I want to I want to mention it later, which is important, but when it comes to weight loss, we all have our own secret recipe because we all have our own life, don't we? We live differently. How you live is so different to how I live. Look at the time. I was in the office at 5 a.m. because I live in Queensland. It is beautiful in the mornings. I love getting up early. And I usually wake up at three minutes to five. And if I do, that means I've had a fabulous night's sleep and I feel amazing. So I just want to keep going. And this morning I'm like, right, I'll rip over to the office and I'll do a podcast. How good's that? And then my next steps is since I've gotten older, I don't, I used to fast a lot in my 40s. I don't fast so much anymore because I don't think it's good for me right now, just because of hormones and what that does to my body. It, it puts me in a state of you know, shock and releases cortisol, and that's not good for me at my age right now. So I believe that you need to do research and choose what you're going to do. And just trust me as well, when I say I don't believe in fasting, I don't believe in fasting for my body. P- potentially, I'm like I would say, two kilos overweight well two kilos heavier than I want to be two and a half on a bad day so that's not really massive if I was say 30 kilos overweight at my age now over 50 I would definitely look into fasting it really does help that but don't take my advice I think you have to unpack that for yourself I helped a client last year actually 
lose around 30 kilos. I think she lost and she listens. So well done you. So proud of you. So proud of you in so many arenas. I just love women who just decide to make that massive change and learn stuff. And we would just chat on the phone once a week. But she taught me something as well about cholesterol. And I did vaguely know, but she sent me a few, what do you call them? You know, like YouTube clips to to listen to. And I did. And because my cholesterol does read high, but I do know that my good cholesterol is good and it wipes that out. And I'd been given prescriptions by and doctors to go on statins and I refused to and this was years ago and I just put them in the bin I'm like I am not taking that and that was kind of the reason I'd went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago and was back to my doctor this week so this is the test that I'd had was a while ago and it is hereditary in my family high cholesterol anyway so when you go in Australia it's brilliant they actually do like a scan on your heart to see if your high cholesterol is actually affecting you or if it doesn't if you have like so much of the good stuff that it just gets rid of it or even hard to understand but there is a bad good one that kind of looks like a fluffy tennis ball and it wipes out the good stuff that's if I was speaking in layman's terms anyway I went and had that scan and they just told me that my heart is so strong there is absolutely nothing wrong with it my cholesterol is not affecting that so it makes me wonder how many people and you could be one of them have been told they have high cholesterol and they haven't had the test it might be a hundred and something dollars but it's so worth having or maybe it's standard in Australia that everyone has it. I don't think so, because the first doctor I went to a number of years ago over here, young girl, she just said, oh, you need to go, you've got high cholesterol, you need to go on these. And I was like, no. So then I went, I went to two more doctors until I found one that said I didn't have to. And her reason was, well, you've got low blood pressure. So that's interesting. Anyway, I've gone off the the, the weight loss topic, but if you are getting your cholesterol tested and they say you have high cholesterol get the test done there's the scan on your heart done to find out whether it's affecting you because if you're on statins you don't need to be oh my goodness because we don't really know the side effects of those things so it's definitely worth looking into so back to the weight loss thing yeah where where are you on this journey and if you're a wannabe what's stopping you and trust me the whole thing is in your head so what i know is that you can lose weight hand on heart losing weight for you is incredibly simple you've just got to choose the way you do it and what you do need to do is do it in a healthy style meaning we do need to have some type of protein in our body it is vital for our for our bones to regrow it is just so important we do need to have leafy greens we do that's just so important when it comes to carbohydrates personally i'm a low carbohydrate eater because of my body type, when I eat them, my body gets achy. You go to that, you know, you stand up and your ankles are aching. You might not have experienced this, but if this is you, if you find that out that or realize that, oh, everything's hurting and you've started to live with it, I would try a lower carbohydrate diet. And oh my goodness, it just took away my aches and pains. So they are acidic to me, not everybody. That's why it's vital to know what your body needs and run with that rather than just choosing a particular I don't know cutting out or starving yourself or not eating enough or you know we're just making bad choices another thing that I think we need to understand is that the emotional eating that a lot of us do I think that we eat because it's a habit we eat because we are stressed we eat because we're happy we we eat to celebrate we eat for all different reasons 
And this is why journaling is really good. If you're serious and want to lose weight, oh my God, here I am giving advice that I need to take myself, but it's so true. Write down when you eat, what it is that you're eating, why you eat it. You know when you eat the food that you shouldn't be eating. You know that. So write down what triggers that. What triggers you eating the food that you shouldn't, you shouldn't really be eating or you don't want to be eating? Because on a general day, I'm pretty good. I, I eat my three Brazil nuts every day. That's something that we should do. I will generally take a, you know, the fish oils. I do eat a huge amount of protein. That's important to me. A lot of protein powders though, but protein in all sorts of ways. Meat, I eat a lot of vegetables because I absolutely love them. Not necessarily potatoes or starchy ones. I don't really eat those. The only ones that you might consider starchy would be pumpkin. I eat a truckload of pumpkin. Oh my gosh, I love pumpkin. But anyway, you know, those are just some of the things that I do. But something that I'm committed to is exercise every single day. And in my earlier days, it was probably a lot more strenuous than it is now. And I've just taken up that six-week Pilates challenge, which has been awesome. I've really enjoyed the strength, but I still love going to the gym and doing resistance training, which brings me to the number one. So when it comes to diet, you have to do what's important for you. You have to find a way that works for you. And it's going to take, it's going to change over time. For me, it's changed how I used to be able to lose weight to how I have to lose weight now. You have to look after after your body. And I want you to take on the whole Joe Dispenza thing. I don't know if you've ever listened to Joe Dispenza, but the placebo effect, you tell yourself, my body loves me and it easily loses weight. The more you tell yourself that, the more your body will listen to you. And you might think that that sounds very woo-woo, but Joe Dispenza is about as woo-woo as I go. And that whole book, the placebo effect, that is worth reading or listening to. I've I've got it in my audio books. It's such a good book. It tells us how our body listens to us and it will freak you out. So if you're a reader, that's one of the ones I would recommend that you do read. So just tell yourself how good your body is and how it looks after you and it'll start doing that. But when it comes to weight loss, be honest with yourself. And I heard a really fabulous tip a while ago and I don't even know where from. It was, you know, when you want to have something to eat and you challenge yourself, you, you perhaps are going to. Even if it's just overeat at lunch, which on occasion I do, which I don't know why. That's not probably not my biggest issue, but that's one. On occasion I overeat at lunchtime. And then I just want to have a go and have a big afternoon sleep, which is ridiculous. So then I have to have a little afternoon sleep. But we all do in our office. We've got like a, a lounge in the second part of our office. And I actually go and have a, I do a yoga nidra, uh, a 20 minute yoga nidra. And I just zone out for 20 minutes, come back and I feel amazing. And it must have helped me to digest my food because. I have talked to my naturopath about it and she said it's probably just my body's way of saying, okay, Hillary, just stop being busy for a minute. I need to deal with the food. So can you just rest up while I do that? And you know what's cool? Whether that's true or not, I took that on board and I have been a 20-minute sleeper most of my life and my father used to do it too. Bless him, he passed away in November. But because I do that, I just feel great. I, I wake up, I don't feel groggy. I wake up, I'll have something I need to eat something straight away it could be anything could be those three Brazil nuts it could be a rice cake it could be just anything I have to put something in my mouth I must need a wee sugar hit I must probably drop too low uh, in my blood sugar from that little lie down to have something minor and then I'm good to go and I feel amazing but anyway when you go to eat something and you know that you aren't hungry and you're eating it or you probably shouldn't ask yourself right there if this was a huge bowl of salad would I eat it 
and not putting you off salad or a huge bowl of vegetables. Would I eat that? And that's why if you go, no, no, I probably wouldn't bother, then you're not hungry. How about that for a takeaway tip? I've heard that recently and I thought, wow, that is fantastic. And if you wanted, you could write that on like a uh, sticky note and put it in front of you. Like, do I feel like a bowl of salad? Well, maybe not in front of you because it might remind you of food, food all the time if you're a big foodie. But just ask yourself, do I feel like this? And if you don't, well, then you're not actually hungry and you're just eating for a reason. So you have reasons for why you eat, hence why I went to journaling. Write down when you eat, what is the reason for it? And start looking at that because trust me, if weight loss is something that you need to deal with, if you need to to lose weight, it's very often more about something that's going on in your head that's making you eat food than it is the food you eat, the stuff that's going on in your head or the reactions or the emotional issues or things that are going on for you are causing you to eat. So then look at that and then look at what you eat. I mean, as grown women, we don't eat takeaways every week, I'm thinking. Well, maybe you do, but like I do not. That, that's just something that's not in, into my world. If I go out for dinner, I'll often choose the steak, salad and vegetables, fish. Gosh, I love the barramundi. So nice in this country. Barramundi with vegetables. If it comes on a side of mash, I say, oh, could I not have that please and just have extra vegetables? I'll do that because we do go out a lot for dinner. So my choices are that rather than the thing with takeaways, they're often made fast, they're made cheaply, and they are they just have a high amount of fat, calories, all sorts of things in them. So if you want to know my personal way of eating, it's high protein, lower carb. It's not keto. I have done keto many times. I've done every diet. That's what I found when I scrolled through that book. Oh my goodness, I, I listed all the diets I'd tried. It was it's been horrendous. And the funny thing is mostly it's to, to have and at the time it would have been to lose a couple of kilos but sometimes I did diets because I wanted to see what they were like because I was giving advice to people I remember doing Jenny Craig for a week when I was personal training and, and working in the weight loss industry because I wanted to know what it was like so I signed up I might have even done two weeks and did Jenny Craig oh my goodness that's hilarious just to find out what sort of food they ate and what I thought of it I didn't really like it but the food to me I didn't like and maybe you do so you've got to do what works for you there are going to be setbacks there are going to be times in your life there are when there are is no progress and so when that happens you have to just give yourself a reset maybe you just need to double up on the water which by the way my friends is a major we need to drink a lot of water water is what our body desires a lot we need it so just double down on the water and maybe that's the thing you need to do. Just start drinking more water. That could be the start of it. But the overall takeaway from this today is, unless I had a full discussion with you, because that's what I used to do with people, have a full discussion, get them to write it, tell me what they ate on weekends and on weekdays, because we all know they're different. Write down all of those things that you eat and stand back and look at it. And then my advice to you would be, if you do this, just make small changes. We can't make huge changes because huge changes we aren't going to stick to. So make small changes. Just think, yep, I'm going to take up one, exercising if you don't exercise or if you do, maybe bury it if you're stuck in a bit of a rut. Two, I'm going to add more water. And what you'll find is as you start feeling better and getting a few results, you will actually start taking on more habits because you know what I say, results read results. 
And just while we're on the walking thing, woman, oh my goodness, you have to do resistance training. Walking is great. It's great for mental health and we do, do need to do a bit for our heart. But, and I say but with a capital B, resistance training is the answer to weight loss. Yes, it is the answer. And it is just so important as we age. And it is something that I have done my entire life. And I think that's probably helped me stay in shape. If you compare me with the rest of my family, I'm way smaller than all of them, the whole lot. And there's some serious yo-yoers in my family, but they're all reasonably overweight. And some of them are bigger than reasonably overweight. So my consistency has been resistance training. And I know with women, we get that whole, oh, but I don't want to get big. You are not going to get big. Trust me, it's so difficult to put on muscle. And I've done bodybuilding. I know how hard it is. I've worked with the strategies that you do put on muscle. And it's so, it's not that easy to put on. What does happen when we start resistance training? You might think, I did and I put on two kilos. Muscles hold water. So you might put on a minimal, say a kilo on the scales, but that's just on the scale. So that's your muscles becoming more toned. The second thing that happens is our metabolism becomes faster because muscle is an active tissue. So it needs energy, i.e. food, to just be. Whereas fat is, it doesn't need any energy. It just sits there on the body. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. The more fat you have, they don't do anything. It just becomes fat. So it just stays there. It's not active. It doesn't use energy. So do resistance training. And you might think, oh, I hate gyms. Well, find one you like. You've really, (laughs) that's me, that's tough love. Well, find one that you like. Well, buy some weights for home. I don't care what you do, but find yourself a strategy and do resistance training. And I'm going to say it needs to be three, three days a week. And if you can't do three days a week, do one to get started and promise yourself that in six weeks time, you'll do two and write it down. Start liking it because it's a game changer for so many things. And as we get older, it's vital. So anyway, oh gosh, it turned into a bit of a rant at the end there, didn't it? But anyway, I hope you got something out of this. I think the biggest takeaway is everybody's body is different, but we do need to be healthy, but we do need to enjoy life. If you're overeating, get yourself a journal and write down when you do overeat and have a look at that. Double down on that water to get started. Make sure you're exercising on a regular basis. Try and add some resistance in there and then, not even try, just add some resistance in there and then increase it. But anyway, I think that's the end of my yarn today. What about my book, Fat Farm Chick? Let me know if you'd like to read it. Send me a text. Most of you have my number. If you don't, jump on one of my platforms, my Facebook page, and send me a message. Yes, Hillary, write the finished Fat Farm book. These are the the topics, why you need this book, my story, introducing the types, type one, the angry fatty, type two, the wannabe, type three, the yo-yo, type four, the committer. Number eight, chapter eight, diets. Chapter nine, fat phobia or fat phobic. Number 10, what works for me? Number 11, what will work for you? Number 12, be happy. They're the chapters so far. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. I'm going to read and uh, let you know how it goes. Anyway, I hope you got something fabulous from this as well. And I do this for you. I do this because, you know, this is, this is just something I do because I want women to know that you're blooming amazing. I appreciate so many of you that I know you've impacted my life and I want to impact yours. Somebody rang me this week and a big hi to you, Katrina. And we had a chat on the phone and she said, oh, you're in my ear when I'm out walking. I have my daily dose of inspiration. And I'm like, how cool is that? That that I can inspire somebody to do something. And that's what I want. I want to inspire you 
to do the thing that you want to do. So if it's lose weight, go lose weight. And if you're happy how you are, stay how you are. But if you're unhealthy and it's impacting your health, well, then you have to do something. I'm sorry, but a tough love, Leah. But I want you to know that you're amazing. And next week, I've even already, I started writing the podcast for next week already. And it is about embracing your brilliance. Maybe I should do it ahead of time. Maybe I should do two. But anyway, I'm going to sign off now. Remember that, please share this with a friend. Please, please, please. I hope you like the sound too. Let me know. And you know, I've got the Facebook page Bounce Back Better and I need to be in there more often. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go in there right now. But let me know if the sound's okay because I'd much prefer to record like this. It's just a lot easier for me. And um, remember to text a friend and tell them how freaking amazing they are because their love language could be what, remember, words of affirmation. But also, how nice is it, even if it's not, even if it's not their number one language, how nice is it when somebody tells you that you're awesome? How do you feel when that happens? You feel great. So we need to start doing it by doing it, paying it forward. So pay that forward for me. Share this podcast to somebody for me. And I'm even giving a give me a Google review, not a Google review, it's a Spotify one. I think you can do the reviews on there. But anyway, I would so appreciate that. Have a fabulous day and I will be back in your ear sometime soon. See you soon.